Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Thanksgiving to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to Miracle Outreach Ministries on Sunday. We are a Christian, Protestant, internet church, and a local church assembly founded in the love of God. Amen. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and I welcome you in the name of the Lord. I want to encourage you to join us in our chat room. And our chat room is located on our webpage. Our webpage is miracleinternetchurch.com. That's miracleinternetchurch.com. When the page comes up, click guest, sign in using your name. That means you cannot sign in with guest because guest is not your name. Amen? Praise the Lord. Sign in using your name and then go to the appropriate spot at the bottom and greet everyone in the name of the Lord, and they'll greet you. Now, if you're on a cell phone, use your browser to find MiracleInternetChurch.com. When the page comes up, you'll see three white lines against a black background at the top of the page. Click the three links the three white lines, and it will open up all the other links to you. Amen? Then you can follow those directions. Amen. We welcome you in the name of the Lord, and we thank the Lord for you. You know, there are many challenges that we face in life, and we're fasting now. Our fast began at 12.01 a.m. this morning, whatever your time zone is. And as we seek the Lord, he often points out things in the congregation that simply do not please him. They don't please him because they're sin. And they hinder him from doing for us that that he desires to do. So we have chosen to be zealous, as the Bible tells us, and repent. Because we want the blessings of the Lord here. Amen? We want God to move in our midst. We want him to use our lives. We want to bring glory and honor to the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? We don't want our sojourn here on the earth to be just a blip between the year we were born and the year that we left. We want it to be more than that dash that you see at the cemetery. We want a life that speaks for us. When we are gone, we want our lives to say this person believed in Jesus Christ, believed so much so that they changed from who they used to be to who they became. And on the way, they did the following thing to confirm their love for Christ. We want to be those persons. Amen? So we're striving to do that by his grace and in faith. And we hope that you will join us because it's a worthy endeavor. The kingdom of God is a worthy kingdom. We have a worthy king. 
and following him is a worthy endeavor. In fact, it is the most important thing that you will ever do while you're here on earth. It's more important than having children. It's more important than marrying or becoming educated or trained. It's more important than a lot of things that we spend our time with. It is the single most important thing in the world that you choose to open your heart and your life to Jesus Christ, to receive him as your God, your personal Savior, and the Lord and Master of your life, and allow him to take over. Allow him to direct your every move. Allow him to guide and counsel you every step of the way and choose to walk in full obedience and submission to him. It's the most important thing. Now, there are a lot of things that we think are very important, and they probably are, but not as important as this. This is the most important thing. Amen? And having begun in Christ, we want to take this walk out all the way to where we leave this planet. We don't want to leave any gaps in our service to the Lord. We want to have a continuum of faith and charity. Yes, we want to love people. We want to love God, ourselves, and others. Amen? Amen. We want to lead somebody to Christ if we have an opportunity. We want to inspire others to do as we have done. So if you're interested in these things, if this is important to you, then by all means, join us. Join us on this journey in the Lord so that once we leave, we will not be ashamed of the life we have lived. Amen? I always say I would hate to meet the Lord after I leave earth face to face and be completely ashamed, humiliated, and embarrassed over everything I'd done while I was on earth. That's, that's a bad feeling. That's a very bad feeling. It's important. If it's not important to you now, it will be then. It will be very important then. It will be important to you that you actually lived for Jesus because you will get to see some tremendous things happen once you leave. You will watch all of the things that you have done in life and that you thought were so important. He's going to run them through the fire. That's right. He's going to run them right through the fire. And if they don't pass the fire test, you don't get any credit. Some things will be burned up as wood, hay, and stubble. That's the truth. But we are believing for precious treasures to come forth from our lives that bless God and bless the lives of others. Amen? And say, you say, well, I'm kind of limited in what I can do. I live in a nursing home and blah, 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 blah. Well, if you can still talk, you can witness to the people that come to minister to you in the nursing home. You can pray without ceasing. You can pray for others to receive Jesus Christ. Amen? Maybe people that you know that are still mobile, maybe your family members, maybe your grandchildren, your nieces or your nephews, 
These prayers are important to God. He collects them. He thinks these are collectibles. You know, you've seen the people on the show. They bring their collectibles to town when the, when the Antiques Road Show comes in. And they say, well, I got this from wherever they got it from, and how much is it worth? Well, you're going to be shocked to find out how valuable your prayers are once you leave. Amen? Are precious before God. He collects them and he keeps them right before his throne. That's how important they are to him. So if you say, well, I'm in a condition I can't do very much, you can pray. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous makes a lot of power available on this earth for God to move and work and change the lives of human beings. So I want to encourage everyone, all of those people, when we prayed the other night, God gave you those one, two, or three names. Don't leave those people hanging in limbo. Intercede for them. Pray for them. Well, how do I pray? Well, God gave you their faces and their names. Ask him how he wants you to pray because he knows what prayer he wants to answer in their lives. Amen? So everybody has an assignment. Everybody's face that came before you, everybody's name that came to you that night, you have to continue to pray for them, even if you don't like them. Amen? Even if they've been nasty to you. But you see, when you do it, In obedience to the Lord, that's acceptable to God. Amen? In this life, all who live godly will suffer persecution. It comes with the package. However, we are to rise above that and walk in the love of God. Amen? So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, All of those persons that you brought before us that night, all of their names and all of their faces, we lift them before you now. And we ask you, Father, first of all, to have mercy upon them. We thank you, Lord, that you have brought them across our hearts and now our minds, that we might offer worthy prayers to you, prayers that you want to answer, prayers that you're determined to answer. You want to move in these people's lives, Father. So we lift them all to you now in the name of Jesus. And we ask for your mercy and your grace to pour out upon them, Father. We ask you to get their undivided attention, Lord. You know how to do that best. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you convict and you convince. You you help people to see the truth when they want to walk in darkness. So we thank you, Father, for all the ways and means that you will use, all the lives that you will use, all the circumstances that you will arrange for these people to come to the understanding that you have for them, Father. We thank you. We give you praise. We bind the enemy from stealing their lives in the name of Jesus Christ. And we ask you, Lord, to do what only you can do. We, you have our full agreement in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, Lord, 
we need to repent of our own wrongdoings. You know, when we got impatient because we were tired. You know, because we had the wrong attitude and the wrong motive in our heart. Because we were being smug and not humble. You know, all of the little bad things we thought and said and attitudes we displayed that simply are not you. We come before you now, Lord, to confess them before you. And we ask you not only to forgive us, but to wash us clean in your blood and to put these things far, far, far away in the depths of the sea. We ask you, Father, to restore us, to remind us how we're supposed to behave. We're sons of God. Amen? We are the sons of God, and we're supposed to act like our Father. Amen. We're supposed to think like our Father. We're supposed to behave like our Father. We give you praise, glory, and honor for it, Father. We know that you love us, and yet we have to deal with our own flesh. So we thank you for the grace. We thank you for the grace to participate in this fast. Help us to grow. We need to grow, Lord. Yes, we do. We need to grow. And we thank you for every blessing, every place of correction, every place of chastisement, and for our enrichment, our knowledge, our wisdom, and our growth in you. We give you praise for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Now, if you have a particular thing you need to say to the Lord, then you may say it right now. I'll be quiet for a moment and let you do that. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, um, I'm going to briefly go over the fast for those of you who did not get to see it in the chat room. Uh, The fast began this morning at 12.01 a.m. your time zone, and it runs continuously through Thursday. At midnight, your time zone. Our focus is on Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 8. Our focus is on Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 8. Not just reading the scriptures, but applying them to our lives every day. And the worship song, when we get off the air, I will post it in the chat room. Amen? Amen. We are memorizing. Psalm 37. We are memorizing Psalm 37, and today we are to memorize verses 1 through 8. We are interceding for the members of Miracle Outreach Ministries to continue receiving healing in their bodies, including weight loss. I didn't spell that right. Weight gain and the sources of pain. Amen. We are interceding for breakthroughs for members A, J.W., L.M., Claudette, and Sharon. 
we are interceding for the answers and solutions to the administrative needs of Miracle Outreach Ministries. We are praying scripture prayers of spiritual warfare covering the Miracle Internet Church website. We are releasing three times a day faith, truth, divine safety, protection, and guidance over all Miracle Outreach Ministry members. Amen? Amen. And we have the list that you take into your prayer closet, binding your fears, your ignorance, your foolishness, your thoughts, your flesh, your emotions, your pride, your procrastination, your demons, your childishness, your distractions, your stubbornness, and your mouth that sometimes gets you in trouble. And you release the scriptures over your life. Amen. The coordinating scripture. As far as the dietary area is concerned, uh, the following are not allowed at all. Red meats, caffeinated coffee, soft drinks, dessert, highly caffeinated beverages, candies, and breads other than Holy Communion. The following are allowed. Proper physical hygiene and rest. Proper physical hygiene and rest. Mm-hmm. Water, Holy Communion, 100% fruit or vegetable juice, protein shake that's op- uh, optional, decaf coffee, tea, eggnog, which is optional, milk, which is optional, and vitamins and supplements. Amen? Day one, which is today, we'll be having salad. Tomorrow, vegetables, the next day, smoothies, the next day, vegetables, and on day five, smoothies. Special consideration, rest is recommended. Reduce TV, computer, video, cell phone, radio, YouTube, internet, conversation, social activity. Remember, this is a time to focus on the Lord. Those who have special dietary needs and challenges must seek the counsel of the Lord of the fast for answers. Your scripture reference is Mark chapter 2, verse 20. Pastor may be reached at gproom at outlook.com. Happy fasting. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for being so good to us. So, Now that we've done that, it's time to celebrate Holy Communion. Amen? So I know by now you have your elements. I've given you enough time. Amen. For I have received of the Lord that which I also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take. Eat, this is my body which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord. Partake of the bread. After the same manner also, he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. 
Thank you, Lord. Partake of the cup. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself not discerning the Lord's body. <clears throat> For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. That means many are dead. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Amen. For not being condemned with the world. Father, in the name of Jesus, the Godhead is the ruling spirit in our lives. We reject all false rulers in Jesus' name. We bind all false rulers in the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ, your son is our Lord. We declare him to be the ruler in our lives. For we are persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, we invite you to come and execute your rulership. Come and reign over every member of Miracle Outreach Ministry. We welcome you, Lord. Come thou, almighty King, rule and reign in your glory. As we have entered into this fast to seek you, we call on you to turn in our direction and to have compassion upon us and to subdue our iniquities and to cast all of our sins into the depths of the sea. We thank you, Father, for your Grace and strength released to us for this fast and the obedience that will be birthed in our lives. And everybody said amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want to announce to you, church, that we're making some changes. And the first change that we're making is this. This will be the last Sunday that the scriptures will be posted in the chat room. This will be the last Sunday that the scriptures will be posted in the chat room. We are moving forward. You have matured. You've become accustomed to the Bible. And you are well able now to open the King James Version to find the appropriate chapter in scripture and to follow along. So we are phasing out our uh, posting of the scriptures in the chat room on Sundays. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So next Sunday, you will be responsible. Sleepy eyes and all. Amen? Amen. God says it's time for you to grow up some more. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan the strong man. Now, saints, when we begin this, 
everyone should be praying in their prayer language. Everyone should be praying in their prayer language. Amen? Amen. And those that are able to post the scriptures in the chat room should be doing that. But everyone else should be praying in their prayer language. Amen? So you stay in agreement with the prayer. Amen? Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, and orders. And we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement. We come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his powers. We close and seal all portals, all channels, all open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attack onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, listeners, watchers, peeps, whisperers, familiar demons, all electronic, digital, technology, and brainwashing demons in their attacks. All Leviathan spirits in their attacks. All Kundalini spirits in their attacks. All electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks. Techno-paganism and mind control by the occult We bind you in the name of Jesus We bind Leviathan and all of his attacks All the kundalini spirits and their attacks Water and marine spirits, sex devils, unclean spirits, passive devils, pain-afflicting spirits Sleep deprivation, artificial intelligence, smart dust, and all of the attacks Sorcery devils, seducing devils, womanizing, drone spirits the Havana Syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons, all hypnotic and trance devils in their attack, all targeted radio frequencies, all pulse weapons, all microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, the work of every druid. We bind all whoredom spirits and all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer in Jesus' name. We bind 5G and all the attacks that come from the cell towers, from the satellites, and through our devices in Jesus' name. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, all indigenous groups, all tribal groups, all covens of every kind, so all cult groups in the name of Jesus Christ, all groups in the Antarctic and in the Arctic, all groups all over the world, Father, in Jesus' name. 
We bind all more gentlemen's attacks. We bind Indians, African, European, Caribbean, Latin American, black and white magic in Jesus' name. We bind all Morgellons attacks and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms all shape-shifting spirits. We bind every demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect, all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedication. We bind the formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, assassinate, corrupt, confound, undermine, attack, reproach, despise, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool, and the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind, food lust, food addictions, and gluttony in the name of Jesus. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, right, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning black magic and jujus from whence they came in the name of Jesus. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, Make Believe, Fantasy, Fables, Enchantments, La La Land, False Religions, Numerology, Horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressors, the spirits and the children of disobedience. Saints, do not allow your minds to wander. Do not allow your minds to wander. That is a sign of demonic infiltration in your life when you cannot control your thoughts and they wander when spiritual things are taking place. Amen? You need to work on that in this fast in Jesus' name. We bind martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic practices and spirits, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, EST, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, 
psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind the king of pride and all of his agents in Jesus' name, and we chain them with eternal chains under darkness. We bind all human, demonic blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and soulish sacrifices. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness. We're binding weariness in Jesus' name. Betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptations to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all false deities, Isis, Osiris, all gods and goddesses, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and its 72. We bind you and we chain you with eternal chains under darkness. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins, and dolls, hot and cold spots, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We bind all prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, and designs in the name of Jesus Christ. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, vow, and pledge, as well as the affiliated organizations in Jesus' name. Every ceremony, we bind it in the name of Jesus and the powers that are called to work. We bind the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, and the grips in Jesus' name. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions and the work of errors in our lives. We return and lose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads, as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. We disconnect ourselves, Father, from every devil that has followed us, was sent to us, transferred to us now. We cut ourselves free with the sword of the Spirit, and we bind that devil and we command it to leave in Jesus' name. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere, especially persecuted Christians, and those who are left behind in Afghanistan. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. 
We cover ourselves, Lord, in our transportation with the blood of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over every wicked work that is possible in transportation in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name. That includes the transport of illegals into the United States and other countries, Lord God, unauthorized and paid for by the citizens of that nation in Jesus' name. They gave no such authorization for their tax money to be used as such, and therefore it's theft. We thank you for the righteous judge so judging in Jesus' name. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over all the demons of the night, all the dreams that come to us that are not of Jesus Christ. We bind them. We uproot them. We send them back on the heads of the demons that bring them. And we thank you, Father, for the judgment that is written against those spirits to be released now in Jesus' name. We bind all food that was fed to us, all drinks that were given to us, and anything that was done to us, even through observation. We bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. We curse it at the root in the name of Jesus. We command it to come up and out of us now in the name of Jesus. Cough it up. Cough it up now in the name of Jesus Christ. Cough it up now in Jesus' holy name. Cough it up now in Jesus' name. Get up and get your cup. Cough it up now in the name of Jesus Christ. Cough it up now in the name of Jesus Christ. Sending it back, 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 sending it back in Jesus' name according to the covenant. Everything that was fed to us, every drink, even things that our eyes were used for during the dreams, we bind in Jesus' name. Every wicked work. Everything that our Heavenly Father did not call for, we send it back. It is not ours. We reject it in the name of Jesus Christ. We want nothing to do with it in the name of Jesus. We sent it back from whence it came in Jesus' name, and we forbid it to ever come again. Fire of God, burn it out of us in Jesus' name. Fire of God, come and burn it out of us in the name of Jesus Christ. Fire of God, come and burn, burn, burn the deposits that the enemy left in Jesus' name. Every deposit, even sexual, we bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. Cough it out. Every deposit, come out in the name of Jesus Christ. Every deposit, every seed that the enemy left behind, we hand it back to him right now in the name of Jesus. We hand it right back, right now in Jesus' name. Father, we declare our dreams to be holy ground for you, that nothing and no one, nothing and no one can come and violate our dreams. It is the ground of the Lord. It's the ground for the Lord in Jesus' name. It's the ground of the Lord in Jesus' We take authority, dominion, and power over every spirit that attempted to steal sleep from us. It's a thief. It's a thief. You must war against the thief in Jesus' name. 
We send that voodoo right back right now in the name of Jesus. We send that voodoo right back right now in the name of Jesus. All the voodoo pins that have been sent into the closet, come out now. Come out now. Come out now in the name of Jesus. Go back where you came from. Come out now. Come out now. Come out now. All warfare that's been sent into the private, come out now. Come out now. Come out now in the name of Jesus. Irregular hormone balances, we bind you in Jesus' name. Our bodies belong to Jesus Christ. Irregularities in the menstrual cycle, we bind you now. We send that curse back where it came from in Jesus' name. Lumps in the breast. Lumps in the breast. You're bound in Jesus' name. We command you to go back where you came from in the name of Jesus Christ. Changes in bowel and urinary habits. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Come up and out of the people of God. Come up and out of the people of God. Come up and out of the people of God. Come up and out of the people of God. Get out of God's people. You're bound. You're chained. Go into the cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. Water retention via witchcraft. We bind you in Jesus' name. Come out of God's people. Water retention via witchcraft. We bind you in the name of Jesus. Come out of God's people. Come out. Come out of God's people. Swelling of, of uh, extremities, you're bound in the name of Jesus. Dizziness, you're bound in the name of Jesus. Losing the balance, you're bound in the name of Jesus. Any and every and all addictions are bound in Jesus' name. Every addiction of every kind, order, rank, type, and sort is bound in the name of Jesus. Come up and out of God's people. Come out of God's people. Oppression, oppression, you're bound in Jesus Christ. Oppression, depression, you're bound in the name of Jesus Christ. Inability to praise, you're bound in the name of Jesus. Inability and hindrances in worship, you're bound in Jesus' name. Stuck in a rut, you're bound in Jesus' name. Stuck in a rut, you are bound in the name of Jesus. Come up and out of the people of God. Come up and out of the people of God. Every hindrance. Every fence that's not Jesus, it's torn down in the name of Jesus Christ. Every wall that's not Jesus, you're torn down in the name of Jesus Christ. Every barrier that's not Jesus, we tear you down now in the name of Jesus. Ruka <laughs> 
We circumcise you from us in Jesus' name. Tormenting thoughts in the mind. We tear you down. We bind you. We put you under the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ungodly associations. We cut ourselves free in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, any spirit that our relatives left behind or our guests left behind in our homes, we bind you now in the name of Jesus, and we command you to leave in Jesus' name. We command you to leave in the name of Jesus. Amen. Take a deep breath. Deliverances to completion in Jesus' name. We cut and burn all ungodly silver cords and ley lines, soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We tear you apart from our lives in the name of Jesus. We tear down walls of protection around globalists, shamans, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warriors, witches, warlocks, sorcerers, divinators, and such, and all liars. And we break the power of every curse, hex, veil, love spell, charm, fetish, psychic thoughts and prayers, all mind control, voodoo, magic, sorcery, witchcraft, potions, psychic power, psychic warfare, sickness, pain, and torment, candle and incense burning, incantations, root works, crystals, hoodoo, voodoo, and all tribal rituals and sins. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus Christ, we release faith, truth, divine safety, protection, and guidance over all Miracle Outreach Ministry members. In Jesus' holy name. We want to thank you, Father, for coming to church today. We can't do it without you. There's nothing that we can do without you. We worship you, Lord. We adore you. We give our love to you and our allegiance, Father, in Jesus' name. We ask, Father, as we proceed on this fast, that those who desire deliverance will receive deliverance according to your will, your timing, and your intention. In Jesus' holy name. And everybody said amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, saints, you have to remember that when you go out and you are around people and you are around, you know, folks that aren't, even people that are Christians, you have to detach yourself from those spirits when you leave their presence or when they leave yours. Those spirits are still following you. They're still attached to you. They're still roaming. And if you don't cut them free, you'll be bound too. Amen? You can't get on the phone and talk for hours to somebody who's bound and not do a thing about it when you get off the phone and think you're not going to be bound too. Amen? You actually have to practice spiritual 
the warfare when you talk before, during, and after your phone call. Amen? Now, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I had a phone call from someone that I believed to be fraudulent the other day in relation to Social Security. And, Father, in the name of Jesus, all those illegal, ungodly schemes to steal benefits from people, I curse them in the name of Jesus Christ. I ask you, Father, to uncover every single one to the appropriate authorities that the judgment on the earth might be executed properly in Jesus' name. And I ask you, Father, for the righteous judge to release his judgments against such works in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I normally don't answer those phone calls that don't uh, tell who they're from. I just don't. That's my personal practice. I don't know what you do, but that's what I do. But the Lord told me to answer. I said, all right, and I did. And that person not only didn't greet me as you normally greet a human being when you're starting a conversation with them, but they began to spout off, well, didn't you do this? And I just need a few questions answered. And I just need a few questions answered. And I just need a few questions. And so I stopped and I corrected that person. I said, well, first, let's start at the beginning. First, you need to greet me as you would greet any other human being. That's common courtesy. And then you need to introduce yourself and explain to me the purpose of the phone call. Well, the person went right back to that. I just need to ask a few questions and then, and then, and and just going on and on. So, you know, I terminated the conversation immediately. I said, Lord, why did you tell me to answer that? He said, I wanted you to know what's going on. They're calling people on the phone and they're badgering them for information that they don't have any business with for the purpose of circumventing funds that should go to the recipient to something else. They're fraudulent. So if they call you, you don't need to talk to them, okay? Let's just put it that way. You don't need to explain anything. You just need to terminate the conversation immediately. Amen? On a cell phone, that's the big red spot. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. You don't have to say goodbye. You can just terminate the conversation because it's not a normal conversation that they're holding with you. It's some feel that they're just going to repeat a certain way, and they're going to badger you with it until you tell them what they want to know while you're trying to reason with them. It's not of God, and I don't believe the federal government authorized them to do that either. Amen? Amen. You're right. That is the truth. I agree with you. Well, today, saints, the Lord wants to talk to us about thankful for who I am. Thankful for who I am. Saints, when we compare ourselves with others, we are not wise. That's what the Bible says. When we take the time to sit up and compare ourselves to others, we're not wise. You know, I'm aware from times past how people do that. In fact, I have this memory of of people doing that in church. They'll sit there and compare their children to someone else's children, their lives to someone else's lives, their vehicle to someone else's vehicle. 
their husband or their wife to somebody else's husband or wife, things they have no business doing in church at all. Because when you come to church, you come to meet with God. Amen? At least that's supposed to be your point. So, can they still hear well? Amen. So, I said, Lord, that's not right. It's not right to do that. So this is what the Lord had to say. When we compare ourselves with others, not only are we not wise, but in fact we have moved toward foolishness. And the works of a fool when we choose to behave in this manner. Each saint must learn to trust in the Lord's love for us and his fairness with us. You know, some of us go around, and I'm not mentioning anyone's name, with a bit of a chip on our shoulders because we don't think life has been fair and we don't think God has been fair. But if we truly evaluate our life and our attitudes in the light of Scripture, we will see that we are the ones that did somebody wrong. We're the ones that did God wrong. And the fact that he gives us our next breath is truly his grace and mercy extended to us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Pastor, did you say that it's possible that I'm not trusting the Lord? Yes, I did. And it is indeed the truth. Each of us, each person, is a unique individual before the Lord. Each person, each individual, is a unique and special person before the Lord. Amen? Each person is the only one of its kind, so to speak. There has never been anyone exactly like you before. And there will never be anyone exactly like you once you leave this life. Once you leave, there's no replacement for you. So all of those babies that were aborted and all of those children that have been murdered, they're gone and there's no replacement for them. So you see, this explains the tragedy that many nations are experiencing. They have eliminated, through law, unique and special persons that were intended to enhance and develop the nation, its citizenry, and all that is in that place. You've cut off your growth. You stifle yourself. You caused yourself to diminish when God didn't call for that. You walked into the hands of the enemy thinking you had it all figured out, but instead you're in bondage. Well, let's see what can happen about that. There is only one you. Just one. Yes, you are uniquely designed by God. 
it would be wise for you to choose to believe that instead of believing the lies of the enemy that says it won't matter what you do anyway. That's not the truth. It never has been the truth, and it never will be. God deliberately sent you into the earth to solve problems that won't get solved now because you decide you want to commit suicide. That's a sin and a crime, not just against yourself, but against society and against the kingdom of God. It's a sin to wipe your own life out of the earth. It's a terrible sin. And yes, it does affect others. And yes, it does matter. So no matter how insignificant or inferior you may believe yourself to be, your life is significant. And you should prize it as such. You should treasure having a life. You should treasure having a life. There are people laying up in medical institutions now knowing that their lives are ebbing away, wishing they had more. But here you are at least mostly healthy, and you have life, but you don't treasure it, honor it, nor properly appreciate it. It's time for a change, thing. It's time for us to treasure what God treasures. Amen? In Psalm 139, verse 14, Psalm 139, verse 14, Psalm 139, verse 14, it reads, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, if you were considering suicide, just that part of the scripture alone is enough to save your life. First of all, it tells you, I will praise the Lord. Why? Because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. If you begin to praise the Lord, the enemy will have to back away. He can't do what you were planning to do with him. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God didn't just find a cell here and a cell there and throw them together and mix them up and say, here it is. No. You were made Especially by him. You weren't just thrown together, hodgepodge. No, God took his time doing the creation, and he took even more time and intent when it came to humans. Our God is a God of plans, purpose, and objectivity. Our God intends, then he acts. He doesn't just show up and say, well, today I think I'll scratch my head. No. What you are, he formed before the foundation of the world. You didn't just happen to show up. It doesn't matter how you finally arrive. It matters that you did show up. Whether you came from parents that were married or not. Whether you came through more negative circumstances, it does not matter. What matters is that you showed up and you are here in the world to perform the function that God designed you to perform 
before he ever sent you into the earth realm. The purpose that Jesus Christ was going to serve before he came into the earth realm was decided upon before the foundation of the world. And it is the same with you. So to go around and to think that you have no purpose in life is wrong. What you should do is acknowledge that God has a plan and purpose for me, and I will seek him as he draws me into it and walks me into it. You should never say there's no plan and purpose for my life because there is, whether you're aware of it or not. God always has a plan. He's very purposeful and deliberate. And we need to come to understand that part of him better. Amen? Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. I know this from the inside. Amen. We thank the Lord for making each of us as distinct human beings, complex and wonderful. So as we learn to love our neighbor as thyself, let us learn to appreciate the distinction in each person as well. There are persons that you know and have been acquainted with in the past that have some qualities that you don't exactly appreciate. But if you would turn the coin over and look at the effect of some of those qualities, you could see how they would work out a good end even though you don't appreciate them. You see, there are some people that don't appreciate people that talk as loud as I do. But you see, I used to be quiet, but God shut that down. He knew his plan and purpose for me, and so I was talking at six months old. No, I didn't do baby babble. I did sentences with English words, and people understood me, just like they understood adults. Six months is too soon, not if God says speak. Amen? So clearly understand that what God says is the way it goes. Clearly understand that. In fact, there are people that are still alive. Experience that about my life because they were a part of my life at that time. Some of them I sat in their laps and talked to them. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, God made each of us as distinct human beings, complex and wonderful. Complex and wonderful. Complex and wonderful. I remember as I was scanning on the Internet, seeing this picture of this young lady that had done some of everything you could possibly do to a body to mutilate it, and it was her own body. She changed everything about her she could change, just about. But then somehow she found a picture one day of how she looked before she began to do those things. And she realized that she'd done something wrong, something very, very, very wrong. 
God sends you into the earth with clear skin as a baby. He did not give you permission to tattoo it. First of all, it's not yours. It's a gift that you've been given so that you can remain in the earth realm. You can't stay here without a body. It belongs to him. You did not give it to yourself. And when you leave your body, you cannot command it to get up and to follow you. So since you don't have authority over it in that manner, stop pretending that it's yours and you can do with it what you please. That simply is not the truth. Praise the Lord. Amen. When we sin and stumble at the word of God, as King Saul did, we open many evil doors. Yes, sowing and reaping is still in effect. If we choose to sow sin, we will certainly reap corruption. Corruption means that we transfer from being sound and healthy to being contaminated, defiled, and rotten. You found food left in the refrigerator or someplace else that was past its time, we'll call it that. It should have been thrown out a long time ago. Well, we shouldn't want to be in that condition. We move towards evil and depravity. Depravity is a condition of living a lifestyle of bad habits towards the end of being morally perverted, corrupted from within. Character, good character destroyed. You have taken an exit off from the king's highway, and this exit is not intended for God's people at all. Amen? So in the life of King Saul, we will see how dangerous this can become. Now, before we begin, I must address the presently found corruption in the mind of many in the LGBTQIA community with regard to the relationship of Jonathan and David. Titus. And I didn't put it in here, did I? Nope. I didn't, Jesus. I skipped right over. So let me go over here. We're going to Titus, the book of Titus. Amen. Titus, yes, it's little, but it's there. Amen. Amen. Right behind Second Timothy, you will find Titus. Amen. Amen. Titus. Here we are. Titus chapter 1, verses 5, 15 rather through 16. Titus chapter 1, verses 15 through 16. Unto the pure, all things are pure. But unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. But even their mind and conscience is defiled. They profess that they know God, 
but in works they deny him. Being abominable, that means they commit abomination. And disobedient, and unto God every good work reprobate. Well, that's how God sees it. That's how God sees it. A person who is pure of heart sees goodness and purity in everything. But a person whose own heart is evil and untrusting in the Lord Jesus finds evil in everything. For their dirty minds and rebellious hearts color all they see and hear. Such persons claim they know God, but from seeing the way they act, we know that they don't know him at all. They are corrupted unto rottenness and disobedient, worthless as far as doing anything good is concerned. Jonathan and David had a holy covenant relationship that God honored, a holy covenant relationship that God honors. God is holy. He does not honor perversion. The love of Jonathan and David was as true brothers in the same nation, not at all the low, depraved, unnatural, homosexual, and demonized affections which some have sought to attach to this story. This Theirs was a genuine affection, which was pure and normal, as it should be with all men. As it should be with all men. As it should be with all men. Having clarified this issue, let's move on. So, I'm going to 1 Samuel chapter 18. 1 Samuel chapter 18. So David became a servant of King Saul, going to war and returning with the other men of war. And David was promoted to captain. 1 Samuel chapter 18, beginning with verse 1. 1 Samuel chapter 18, beginning with verse 1. And it came to pass, when he had made an end of speaking unto Saul, that the soul of Jonathan, who was King Saul's son, was knit with the soul of David. And Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Jonathan loved him as his own soul. So, and Saul took him that day and would let him go no more home to his father's house, speaking of David. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant. You see, in the Old Testament, they understood the importance and significance of covenant. It's not just any old relationship. You're not just my BFF. No covenant is very different. It's done before the throne of God. 
And there are many elements involved where your life is actually put in jeopardy if you violate that covenant. Marriage is one of those covenant relationships. It's not just a piece of paper, as some would say. It's not just some words that you make up and found in a poem somewhere. It is a covenant relationship that is ordained by God, and it is not to be entered into ill-advised. That means you need permission from the throne of God to enter into it because it is a covenant relationship that God himself established. It is the kind of covenant relationship that God himself established, and he oversees it. No, you don't just marry somebody because you like them a lot and and they make you giggle. That's foolishness. You don't just marry somebody because they're the only one that likes you. That's equally as foolish and very much rebellious to the word of God. If God does not say, then it isn't. If God does not say, you know, the Bible says that those that God joins together, let not man put asunder. But everybody that marches up to the justice of the peace or even to a church. God didn't call all those people together, and you know it. Without me telling you, you can think of someone that fits that. It was 100% their flesh, and they wanted to have this big day so everybody could send them, watch them spend all this money so they could look big. It didn't have anything to do with God at all. He was not consulted in any way. They were not submitted in any way. Sometimes it was to make somebody else jealous. It didn't have anything to do with the right thing or moral character. Nothing whatsoever. Amen? Amen. So, Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. There was a knitting there that God did between Jonathan and David. Or else David might have left Saul a lot sooner. And Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was upon him. You see, Jonathan was a prince in that kingdom. He gave David an honor, a highly prized honor, by giving him his robe, his garments, his sword, his bow, and his girdle. He was bringing recognition and honor to what God was doing and planning for David's life. He saw it, he recognized it, and he honored it. And David went out whithersoever Saul sent him and behaved himself wisely. He didn't act like a fool. And Saul set him over the men of war, and he was accepted in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. And it came to pass, as they came, 
when David was returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, that the women came out of all cities of Israel, singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tabrets, with joy, and with music. Amen. And the women answered one another as they played and said, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands. And Saul was very wroth. You know, flesh gets mad and offended in a minute. And and the saying displeased him. And he said, they have ascribed unto David 10,000. And to me, they have ascribed but thousands. And what can he have more but the kingdom? And Saul eyed David from that day forward. And it was not with an eye of favor. Amen? It was the custom for women to express their delight in victory by songs, music, and dancing in the presence of the conquerors. This custom, as viewed by King Saul in light of David's victory, encouraged the seed of jealousy in King Saul. It encouraged the seed of jealousy in King Saul. This jealousy became the plant in the heart of King Saul, which caused the many sins of King Saul and also the sufferings of David being ill-treated by the king. Amen? So let's go on to verse 9. And it came to pass on the morrow, after he had given David basically an evil eye, now heaven responds, and here it is. And it came to pass on the morrow that the evil spirit from God came upon Saul. The evil spirit from God came upon Saul, and he prophesied in the midst of the house. And David played with his hand as at other times, and there was a javelin in Saul's hand. So David was playing his musical instrument, worshiping the Lord. The evil spirit from God was upon Saul. And in verse 11, Saul cast the javelin, for he said, I will smite David even to the wall with it. And David avoided out of his presence twice. He tried to kill him. It was as straightforward as it can be. He deliberately tried to kill him. That's called in our world attempted murder. Premeditated attempted murder. Amen. And Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with him and was departed from Saul. You see, that's what happens when God leaves your life. You get an evil spirit. 
Yes, it is possible for the Holy Spirit to leave a person, to come up out of their body, leave them, and never return. Yes, it is possible. Verse 13, therefore Saul removed him from him and made him his captain over a thousand. And he went out and came in before the people. And David behaved himself wisely in all his ways, and the Lord was with him. Wherefore, when Saul saw that he behaved himself very wisely, he was afraid of him. But all Israel and Judah loved David because he went out and came in before them. He went out to battle, and he came back victorious. And Saul said to David, Behold my elder daughter Merib, her will I give thee to wife. Only be thou valiant for me and fight the Lord's battles. For Saul said, Let not my hand be upon him, but let the hand of the Philistines be upon him. He was hoping that David would get killed in battle. And David said unto Saul, Who am I? And what is my life or my father's family in Israel that I should be son-in-law to the king? But it came to pass at the time when Merib, Saul's daughter, should have been given to David, she was given unto Adriel the Maholothite to wife. And Michael, Saul's daughter, loved David. And they told Saul, see, they're always mouths in the background saying things. And the thing pleased him. And Saul said, I will give him her, that she may be a snare to him, a trap to him. And that the hand of the Philistines may be against him. Wherefore Saul said to David, Thou shalt this day be my son-in-law in one of the twain. And Saul commanded his servants, saying, Commune with David secretly, and say, Behold, the king hath delight in thee, and all his servants love thee. Now therefore be the king's son-in-law. And Saul's servants spake these words in the ears of David, and David said, Seemeth it to you a light thing to be a king's son-in-law, seeing that I am a poor man and lightly esteemed? And the servants of Saul told him, saying, On this manner spake David. So they went back to run tell it. And Saul said, Thus shall ye say to David, The king desireth not any dowry, but an hundred foreskins of the Philistines, to be avenged of the king's enemies. But Saul thought to make David fall by the hand of the Philistines. And when his servants told David these things, it pleased David well to be the king's son-in-law, and the days were not expired. Wherefore David arose and went, he and his men, and slew of the Philistines two hundred men. And David brought their foreskins, and they gave them in, in full tale to the king that he might be the king's son-in-law. And Saul gave him Michael, his daughter, to wife. And Saul saw and knew that the Lord was with David 
and that Michael, Saul's daughter, loved him. And Saul was yet the more afraid of David, and Saul became David's enemy continually. If you have someone in your life that's extremely jealous or envious of you, don't think they're going to switch back and love you. Don't be that foolish and naive. Recognize the spirit of jealousy for what it really is. It's a spirit of hatred. It's a spirit of hatred. Then the princes of the Philistines went forth, and it came to pass, after they went forth, that David behaved himself more wisely than all the servants of Saul, so that his name was much set by. His name and reputation was elevated. Amen? Having read and now understanding how Saul's own disobedience to God led him into further corruption, more sin, and finally to commit suicide in pride, we should be all the more aware that ungodly comparisons of persons ought not to be in the life of any saint. Amen? It ought not to be in the life of any saint. I'm going to read you a few of King Saul's backslidings. He intruded into the priest's office through impatience and self-will. He broke God's commandment by not slaying all the Amalekites and their stock. He became very wroth and envied David from the time the women sang, ascribing less glory to him than to David. He attempted to slay David by a javelin at least three times. He plotted to have David killed by the Philistines. He plotted to have him killed by the Philistines. I'm not repeating myself. I'm repeating this because there's a different event in Scripture where he did it. Amen? He gave command to execute David without cause. He attempted to slay David by a javelin. See, there were several attempts on David's life having this javelin of Saul thrown at him. Evidently, Saul wasn't such a good, a good shot with the javelin because he missed. But then God's angel was standing there. He sent soldiers secretly to kill David at home. He sent soldiers to bring David, even though sick, so he could personally kill him. He sent um, soldiers to take David, and he did it again and again. He himself went to kill David. He waited patiently to kill David. And again, he waited. He commanded Jonathan to send for David so he could kill him. He cast a javelin at his own son, Jonathan, hoping to kill him because he pled for David's cause. That's pretty bad, don't you think? He drove men of God away from their own inheritances and from the worship of the true God. He caused division among God's people. God doesn't like that. He sowed seeds of hatred in the hearts of men who love David. He accused his servants of conspiring against him because they did not seek the life of David. He accused Jonathan of stirring David up in rebellion against him. He accused priests of conspiring against him 
when they merely carried out their duty. He killed 85 priests of God. He killed 85 priests of God. He destroyed a whole city of the priests, the men, the women, the children, the babies, and all stopped because of jealousy. He raised up an army to fight and to destroy another innocent city trying to get David and to kill his men. He sought to murder daily. He plotted with Zephites to destroy David. He sought David with his whole army, expecting to kill him. And he did this more than one time. He sought to kill David without cause. And he inquired of a witch and demon, swearing to break God's law and spare the witch. Now, saints, listen closely. Witches, warlocks, wizards, diviners, sorcerers, they operate in demons. They traffic in demons. Do not expect to get anything other than demonic information from them. It may be facts, but it came from the wrong source. So when you see this hand by the rose, her name is Madam Whatever, she traffics in demons. When the sign says she's a spiritualist healer, she traffics in demons. She sits there and does her hocus pocus, and the demon that's bothering your foot merely moves to a different part of your body. Don't think you got healed. No, you got hoodwinked. And lastly, Saul committed suicide in pride. Amen? He committed suicide in pride. We cannot simply listen to the destruction of King Saul. Now, remember, this is a man that was once anointed by God to lead his people. And his eventual demise without considering our own lives and the strongholds of sin and rebellion that may be established due to our own jealous comparisons and our own envy. You see, it's the same door. It's the same doorway to the demon. Whether we did it or King Saul did it, it's the same doorway. And every time demons find a doorway, they're coming in. Romans chapter 9. Romans chapter 9, beginning with verse 20. Romans chapter 9, beginning with verse 20. Nay, but, O man, who art thou that repliest against God? You're talking back to God? Seriously? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, the creator, Why hast thou made me thus? Hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor? and another unto dishonor. Can't God do it his way without you judging him? That's a good question. You might want to answer that one. Thanks, God is our creator. 
It is his prerogative as to how he designs each person. It is his choice to determine which gifts that he places in each person. Many Christians waste their time in envy and jealousy because of God's decision to use another person's life. Instead of gratitude towards the Lord and his work in that person's life, God sees their own belief in their inferiority. God's looking at this. And instead of you saying, yay, the kingdom of God is going forth, God's using Mary, thank you, Jesus, the job is getting done. No, you sit there and you've got this scowl on the inside and this scorn and this judgment and sin is lurking. But you must overcome it. Amen? You must overcome it. You can't let jealousy and envy run your entire life. You've turned over enough of it as it is. Amen? You see, instead of gratitude toward the Lord and his work in that person's life, God sees their own belief and their own inferiority and thereby accusing God of unfavorable treatment toward themselves. God, you're not fair because you did and let so-and-so Susie do such and such and such. And look at me. I'm here. I don't have any of those advantages and on and on and on you go. And God has to hear all of that, which should never proceed out of your mouth to begin with. Am I right, church? Adonijah in 1 Kings chapter 1 reveals his true heart when he took advantage of an opportunity to make himself king in King David's stead. Now, that's a mighty bold thing to do. Granted, you're the oldest son, but who told you you could make yourself the king? Who told you that that was all right? Who ordained such? Who gave permission for such? He decided that he could do it. In chapter 2, 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 15, 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 15, 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 15, Adonijah declares that the kingdom was his. It reads, and he said, thou knowest that the kingdom was mine. Knowest? The kingdom was mine. He's that convinced. And that all Israel set their faces on me. Not on God. On me. Not on King David. On me. That I should reign. How be it? The kingdom is turned about. You see, events change. And is become my brother for it was his from the Lord. It was his from the Lord. So here you have Adonijah in the flesh, in the carnal man, in the corruption of sin, attempting to usurp the throne and the kingdom. 
That's kind of bold, don't you think? That's kind of bold. Well, jealousy and envy deceive. They deceive the person that has the jealousy and the envy. They become the deceived one. He finally admits that events turned and that Solomon received the kingdom from the Lord. Well, he surely didn't see the truth sooner as he was embedded in sin. He was embedded. You know what embedded means. He was embedded in sin. These type persons often attempt to compete with God's chosen and exalt themselves. If that is unsuccessful, they will attempt to circumvent the work of God's appointed ones. If this fails, they will turn to destroy the work of God in the matter, mostly using slander and false accusations. Beware, saints, if these vicious demons are lurking in your life. You need to seek the Lord while there is still time, for wickedness lies in your heart. Again, I say, hath not the potter power over the clay? Can't the creator exercise his right to create one person to a said purpose and yet another to a different purpose? Can't God do it his way? Amen. Who are you, O saint, to challenge God's authority and to make your words shout against him? Malachi chapter 3, verse 13. Malachi chapter 3, verse 13. Malachi chapter 3, verse 13. And it reads, God speaking, your words have been stout against me, saith the Lord. Yet ye say, what have we spoken so much against thee? God was saying, your words have been pretty hard against me. Yes, stout, proud, and bold. Yes, saints in church compare themselves to other saints which appear to be prospering. I've watched this happen repeatedly. People that are supposed to be in worship are standing there instead making comparisons that they have no right and no authority to make. Now what's supposed to happen is God's supposed to release an angel to kill them on the spot. But because of God's grace and mercy, he refrained. Because you see, the worship of God is holy. It's holy. It's worship that is due him. It's not an opportunity for you to scan the congregation and then implement the sin that's been in your heart for so long. 
church is not a meat market. It's not a place to go see if there's some fine man or fine woman waiting there for you. It's not a place to go to see if your Boaz is in this church. I've seen people do that too. You see, if you're a Christian and Jesus Christ is the Lord and master of your life, you follow his instructions. If he sends you to a church where all the men are in their 80s, that doesn't mean you're married to one of them. It means the men in the church are in their 80s, period. That's all it means. And unfortunately, churches are used the way clubs, nightclubs are used. People show up to scan the population, to see the pretty women, to see the guys who are trying to make themselves look like more than they are. But God in his mercy overlooks their sin. Trust me, it is still sin. The women come in with dresses that may as well be called T-shirts because they surely don't go any longer. All this skin is showing. All this cleavage is exposed. And I could go on and on and on about the lewdness that takes place in the sanctuary. But God will judge it all. He will judge it all. We've read about his judgment and his righteousness. There are sanctuaries where demons are allowed to just manifest at will, and they do whatever they want to do, and they run the service and do, do just about everything. That's not a house of God, in case you didn't know. That's a house of demons. Don't you dare attempt to tell me that God is in that place. No such thing happens at Miracle Church. We don't have demons coming out of one realm and going back at will. We don't have that. We've never had that. We never will have that in Jesus' name. And if you're sitting in one of those places where that's what happens, you're in the wrong place. You could easily go to hell there any day. In fact, if you stay there long enough, you will be captured by the enemy. Praise the Lord. It does matter what pew you're sitting in. It seriously matters. Backwards saints compare themselves to church leadership, especially the pastor. Why they think they could preach this better. Well, maybe you can. Maybe you can. But God did not make you the pastor. God is not in agreement with your opinion, Adonijah. And since God is perfect, that means that you are wrong. Saints, we are not called to classify ourselves with unrighteous intent. Jealousy and envy find their roots in pride, in vanity, and in selfishness, and in self-centeredness. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 4. 
Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 4. Again, I considered all travail and every right work. For this, a man is envied of his neighbor. For someone's right work, a man is envied of his neighbor. This is also vanity and vexation of spirit. Here you are doing right. And people are jealous and envious of you because you are. If it hasn't happened to you yet, keep living. Keep living. Galatians chapter 5, verse 26. Galatians chapter 5, verse 26. Let us not be desirous of vain glory. Let us not be desirous of vain glory. Provoking one another, envying one another. Someone else gets a recognition, and you can't wait to tear them down with your mouth. I deserve that. While I was here when the doors opened, I remember when they turned over the first shovel, and on and on it goes. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 24. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 4. He is proud, knowing nothing but doting about questions and strife of words, whereof cometh envy, strife, railing, evil surmising. Evil surmising? Yes. Evil surmisings are evil suspicions. You have these suspicions that came straight from a demon. And you're walking around with them, mulling them over in your mind because you have an evil intent in your heart. Evil and a work of the flesh is what they are. Jealousy and envy complain, murmur, and often pretend goodwill toward the object of their jealousy. When they're in that person's presence, they're forever skinning up and grinning in their faces. I don't know. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Some have even been known to leave the ministry because they could not assemble together in God's presence with such spirits alive in their hearts. The way to deliverance is always through humility and a contrite spirit. Tell the truth. Admit your sin. Confess it. Drop the pretense. Defeat the carnality in your own heart. Be zealous to repent. Seek to overcome 
by the power of the Holy Spirit who pours God's love into our hearts. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9. Your homework for tonight is to seek the Lord to find out what jealousies and envies are lurking in your own heart and life. Amen? And then to address them with the Lord. And if by chance the Lord says you don't have any, then you need to intercede for those who are so afflicted. Amen? You need to intercede for people who are in that position. Because except for the grace of God, there go you as well. Jeremiah 17, verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Who can know their own heart? Matthew chapter 19. I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 15, verse 19. Matthew chapter 15, verse 19. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, blasphemy. These are the things which defile a man. Amen. Galatians chapter 5, beginning with verse 24. Galatians chapter 5, beginning with verse 24. Galatians chapter 5, beginning with verse 24. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, as Adonijah was, provoking one another, envying one another. Amen? Titus chapter 3, beginning with verse 3. Titus chapter 3, beginning with verse 3. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers' lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But after that, the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared. Oh, didn't we change? Didn't we change? Carnal envying and pride are the products of our sinful and corrupted nature. You need to already be on your phones, amen, which Satan prays upon. In Jesus' name, we have the right to fight these devils with the word of God and prayer and fasting. King Saul did not use God's method to overcome. Instead, he conspired with others to kill. Faith, don't allow the devil to drag you into hell. Do not allow the devil to drag you into him. Learn to truly humble your own self and treasure the place in life 
and in the kingdom that God has prepared for you. Occupy God's assignment and place in God. Find your own place in God and glorify him in it. Learn to become thankful for the saint that God has created you to be. Amen? Rise to the benediction. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And the church says, Amen. Pastor loves you. If you missed anything, recast. Amen. And do your homework. Spend time with the Lord and let him show you the jealousies and the envies in your own heart and life. Amen. God bless you. Happy fasting. Some have called.